Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you, like your wife when you forget your keys at work. Hey, hon, you get my texts? I am looking for the spare house key. Hmm, maybe I can get through the window. Ah, <laughs> turns out the alarm works. <laughs> Wow, it, it works fast. You, you, you should probably call me back. Geico, always there for you, with savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents. Welcome to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. I'm your host, Erin McGathy, getting over a little uh, bronchitis. Um, the uh, the least sexy of all of the cold-related things and have been coughing up uh, some some gross stuff. That's, I guess that's how I'm going to start this intro. Um, anyway, I uh, yeah, my, my voice is a little raspy, but it's in the, uh, I think it's in the, the, the good zone, the Jessica Rabbit zone. So please enjoy this version of my voice during this podcast. Um, my guest today is so funny, so excited to have her on the show. Her name is Emily Heller. She is a uh, fantastic stand-up. You've seen her on Conan. She ho- is co-host of the podcast Baby Geniuses, uh, which is awesome. Um, she's she's great. She's hilarious. She's a hilarious Twitter. Um, big fan, and I just I, I I saw her on Conan and was reminded of how much I like her and and messaged her and uh, she came in. We just had a great talk. Um, very excited to share it with you. So here we go. Here's my talk with uh, Miss Emily Heller. I was dating this guy who was uh, from like a really small town, like population three thousand, like really really small town in Northern California and uh, we like went up there. Um, We were on our way to Portland, but uh, we stopped in his hometown for like a week and um, he took me skinny dipping, which I'd never done. Like I'm from the Bay Area. That's, (laughs) it's not warm enough to swim generally there yeah um, it's also much like less kind of naked. a back back country it's type a back thing. country thing so yeah. i was like really excited about it and he was like i know this river that like no one goes there it's like the perfect little swimming hole no so one there's lead up it. to this there was like a yeah. countdown to this yeah dipping. it was like i was thing. really excited about it and um you know it was like it was part of the like tour of his hometown he was giving me we ate these really good <laughs> like cheese fries we went to a demolition derby um it was amazing um and so we went we went skinny dipping and we went in the daytime and we were there for like half an hour before these like two like high school football players like <laughs> walk up fully clothed like tossing a football back and forth just like on the bank of this just like yeah just on the bank of the river <laughs> they were just like walking by on this trail and i like freaked out because I was told no one would be there and it was the middle of the day and I was completely naked so I like jumped underneath the water and I like looked around and my boyfriend was gone like just completely disappeared (laughs) I called out to him he was nowhere to be found like he didn't answer me when I called out to him oh god and then was it a a thing where you were talking to him look at the football paper 
players and then football players, the jock guys, yes. and then look back and he's disappeared. Yes, or, basically. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Like we weren't like mid mid sentence, you know. <laughs> but it was like we were, you know, we were splashing around, we were playing, and um, th- those guys show up, and then my boyfriend disappears. So I just try and like hide underwater. Uh, and I mean, like my head's sticking out. I'm not like holding my breath. But then they drop their football like right next to me in the water by accident. I'm assuming. Yeah. And I and they were like, "Little help." And I don't know if they knew I was naked yet. But at that point, it was like I couldn't throw it back to them without my yeah. boobs coming out of the water. There was no way to like <laughs> underhandedly. It's not like your wrist is that strong, right? <clears throat> yeah. No, I it. couldn't. Yeah. And I know how to throw a football for real and I don't like not doing it. You know what I mean? Like I'm committed to form. Right. Uh, I, I, I like that you're yeah. defensive about uh, yeah. knowing how to throw the football. I know, how to, I know how to spiral it a little bit. Like <laughs> I'm going to do that. Um, so then they just like uh, saw that I was naked when I threw their ball back to them and they left immediately, which uh, people often do when they find out I'm naked. Um, <laughs> and then as soon as they left, my boyfriend magically reappeared. What in the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, "What? Ha- where were you? What happened? You yeah. left me alone, totally naked with these dudes. And he was hiding behind a boulder <laughs> because he didn't want those guys to see that he had a boner. <laughs> <laughs> that, all right. I have a lot of questions. Yes. First of all, about this water. Yeah. Is this water crystal clear or like? No. Okay. I mean, How it was like, and it was his boner ten feet long. Yeah. Like, bo- it's not like he's like his boner was like sticking up out of the water. But like, okay. Us. Never mind the fact that like they would be able to see his boner. Let's assume they could. Who cares? He's yeah. with a naked woman. That's like yeah. not an embarrassing situation to have a boner in. Yeah, yeah. It's a very normal. Yeah, that's it, like it, the approach. They're not going to be like, oh, look at that loser with the naked chick. He's yeah. totally into it. One would argue, especially guys with a football, that yeah. uh, that it, it would be really embarrassing for him to not have a boner yeah. walking by. So- yeah, I mean, if anything, like you're in cold water, like the worst case scenario is not that your dick is hard. It's that it's very, very like, you know, shriveled up really small. <laughs> Uh, but I was, yeah, it was very disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we talk also about uh, the practice of walking down a trail and throwing a football while you're walking around? Yeah, that was, I don't know what their plan was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe it was just like, I don't re- I don't remember why they were throwing the football back and forth because they were just walking down a trail. Yeah, they were just it's like the room. You've yeah, seen the room. yeah. <laughs> that scene in the room like always sticks out for me. Is like this never happens. This yeah. is not a thing that people do. Or just the one when they're and... when they're running into Golden Gate Park. Like I'm picturing yeah. it more like that when they're like tossing it back and forth. <laughs> they're yeah. not spiraling. No, they're not at all. It's underhand, two handed. Yeah, yeah, that's awful. Well, yeah, and then that's. Were there any other? I mean, he abandoned you. Mm-hmm. It's a low-stakes version of being mugged, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He left me alone in, like, the worst possible scenario. And so, it would have been way cooler for him to just, like, come out of the hey water guys. completely erect oh, yeah. and just be like, you got a problem here? <laughs> me and my lady are swimming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I mean, they weren't a threat. Thank God. This would be a much less funny story. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you're yeah. not. Also, it's like, if you're going to go hide behind a rock, why not just be like, hey, come over here? Yeah. Or like, I'm behind the rock. Come join me. Yes. Answer me when I call yeah. your name out. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this, I have the feeling, and this feeling is totally, uh, 
sexist and misogynist, but part of me would be like, I want you to be Protect protective, yeah. but then also like, I want you to have some sense of ownership almost, which is like not over or just like so like the, these are my like like yeah. don't look at my Emily bits like th- this is from my viewing only See, like some kind of I don't I know I would settle just for like a basic level of just like even thinking about what that experience is for me you know what I mean yes. like think well, about yes. the other person yeah. there for like a second yeah you know what I right. mean like I don't need him to like fight the dudes totally but yeah. it doesn't even like, have to be like a gender specific thing yeah. it's like if you were out there with a girlfriend yeah. Just like a buddy and you were having a have a you had a few Shirazas. Yeah. And you're like, let's I would go never, swimming. I wouldn't you wouldn't abandon leave her. him. I right. might abandon him. <laughs> <laughs> um did that uh did that affect your relationship at all? Was that like no. a... <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those things where it wasn't like a huge surprise about his personality. Right. <laughs> um it was just one of those things he would do kind of like stupid stuff like that a lot and it ended up being like sort of like my favorite stories about him but mm-hmm. uh yeah it didn't affect it in the long term in any way well, that's, <laughs> it was that's just fun. one of those things that i never forgot <laughs> um uh yeah i the uh did it did it turn out that uh skinny dipping was a was a valuable experience was it all yeah. that you hoped it would be yeah it's one of those things that it feels like you have to i was really kind of... happy that i did it because i don't know honestly if i'll ever do it again I would love to, but I don't see myself ending up in a situation where that happens mm. necessarily. You got to um, volunteer at like a YMCA camp. <laughs> is that where you? That sounds like uh, not a good idea. <laughs> to just go skinny dipping with some kids? What are you saying? No, no. Uh, that's the podcast, everybody. Just end it there. Yeah. You and I never talk again. You yeah. go go about your life thinking that I swim naked with kids. No, it's a it's a very like uh, I. I I guess I didn't realize this. I've never really thought about this, but I guess I've been skinny dipping kind of a lot. Really? Yeah. How come? Well, where, I think like, where you I was going? a you were well, a counselor. I was a camp counselor. Yeah, I was too. We never went skinny dipping. Really? There. Yeah. Oh, that's so strange. Yeah, that never happened. Were you near a lake? We were. Um, I mean, there was a man-made lake that was like, uh, kind of that's where the campers swam, but mm. like. It was kind of gross. We didn't really yeah. want to swim in it naked. Or yeah. um, and then there were like creeks and stuff. And there was definitely areas where like these old hippies would skinny dip in the creek mm. that we were not allowed to go yeah. to. Yeah. But yeah, we never skinny dipped there. Oh, I'm just like not that kind of a person. I have to be like <laughs> well, in a serious like... relationship with the person I'm skinny dipping with. <laughs> I did the. I did it when I was a camp counselor, and then I did it. Um... I've done it kind of like in like similar situations in like a camping situation mm-hmm. or like staying in a lake house. Yeah, none none of these are things I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, in the lake house I was only staying in because it was someone who also worked at this camp. This oh, was like okay. a, I don't yeah. know if it's more of an East Coast thing. I'm not from the East Coast, but this was like a where was the camp that you worked at? Maine. Okay, Maine. But like in both, I think I've only romantically skinny dipped once. Yeah, which was in Maine. And I was I was dating a guy that worked at the camp, and he lived in the town. He was oh, like a dishwasher. God, yeah. And this he was t- like an erotic novel. Oh, it was very erotic. Well, <laughs> it was it was very it was very it was forced eroticism because yeah. we like went out to this lake, and I was determined 
I feel like this is this is a younger thing, like where you're determined to have sex in a certain place, or like a mm-hmm. like oh this is like you're saying like a, the skinny dipping thing. Yeah. We've got to go skinny skinny dipping, but this is a thing where we. I mean, we had sex when we went skinny dipping. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. yeah. And how is that? Because that's is that. I feel like it's it was like, like we did it just to do it. We did it exactly, for like yeah. ten seconds or something, just to be like, okay, we did that, and this wa- river water is kind of gross, so we should yeah. probably stop. Yeah, and you're just pushing this yeah. r- river water further yeah. inside me. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we we had sex in a lake on a rock, and it was oh my god, so painful. That sounds so painful. <laughs> it was so awful. But it, I think he was in a fine position. But I of was like, of course I, he was. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to be like, ah, this hurts. So I guess I'll just. I want to have the experience of having sex yeah. in the middle of this lake. But it wasn't erotic, and also, you can't. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong, but I feel like when I'm having sex in water, which I don't do very frequently for this reason, but I can't really like feel it or like it feels. Yeah, because there's no like you keep moving with it. Yeah. (laughs) There's no like you're like unmoored. Like you're just kind of like floating around. It's really there's no not enough resistance. Like I had sex on an air mattress one time and it was kind of similar where it was Mm. like. There's nothing to hold on to. Yeah, like, we're just bouncing kind of together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you can't, uh, physics-wise, you become the same object. Yeah, the same, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. But then the other situations were all situations where me and, like, a girlfriend or a gay friend were like, oh, my God, wouldn't I be crazy if we skinny dipped? And just, like, oh, yeah. tearing <laughs> off our clothes and screaming into the water. Like, yeah, um, yeah, sisterhood style. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, make, which is making it sound like I'm really comfortable with my body, which I am totally not at all. <laughs> really? Yeah. But these are, like, I went through a stage for, like, a few years around 19, 20, 21, where I was, like, drinking for the first time, and I would just, like, take off my shirt, or I would take someone to, into a bathroom and be like, I have to show you my boobs. Like, just, like, wow. crazy. So, so repressed. and. Oh, interesting. Where did you grow up? <laughs> I grew up in the Bay Area. Right. And I am not repressed in any way. <laughs> I don't even know how to hold in my farts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm super not repressed. But I are, also, your par- are your parents very Bay Area? Yeah, they are. I mean, like, my mom grew up in the Bay Area, and she went to Boulder for college and then, like, oh, okay. dropped out of Boulder <laughs> and then went to... Uh, art school to become a potter in the Bay Area. So she's a very Bay Area. Um, And my dad, like, in his 20s, like, drove... He grew up in New York City, and he, like, drove to California in a van when he was in his 20s. And, Uh, yeah, lived in San Francisco for a while. They met at a bus stop, I guess. But, yeah, they're very, like... (laughs) They're very, like... My mom's an art teacher now, and, like, Mm. yeah, they're very... They're very, I mean, like, they used to be pretty hippy-dippy, and now they're both a little, they've normalized a bit, but. Gotcha. Yeah, but. How were they, like, how did they talk to you about, like, love and sex and. Oh, God, that was the worst. <laughs> I mean, my mom was, like, a, you know, a second-wave feminist, which is the kind that's not that comfortable with sex. <laughs> and I think also, like, regardless of how comfortable you are with it, like, you're never that comfortable with your kids. You yeah. Know? And it sounds like I got it, I got it a little bit, I got a little bit better than my sister did like because my sister was the oldest so Mm. she my mom just like that was like her first you know like my sister you know was an earlier bloomer than me and Mm. had some horrifying sex talks with my mom and my mom and I only had like one really bad sex talk where she found actually we had two one of them was like really horrible 
where she like found this note that I had written um, that detailed everything me and my boyfriend in high school had done, which was like, you know, everything but sex, basically. Mm. And she like came into my room and gave me this whole speech about how blowjobs are servile and like <laughs> oh, all this shit. Sure. And it was also the day that I was like planning on breaking up with him anyway. And I was like, this yeah. is all moot. We don't need to talk about yeah. this. This is like doesn't that matter. Shame on shame on this shame. Is the, it was like the worst. Like she walked into my room holding the note in her hand and I was like, oh my God. Like I wanted to crawl inside of yeah. myself. It was the worst I hope you screamed out, this is all moot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I did. I was just like, we don't need to talk about this. Yeah. Please go away. Um, And then, and then like he and I broke up and, and then like senior year of high school, I went to prom or no, junior year of high school, I went to prom with my friend who I was not dating Mm -hmm. and she came in and sat on my bed and she goes, now you're not going to have sex with him tonight, are you? And I was like, no. And yeah. also, do you think you're going to talk me out of it if I was? Like, yeah. what is the point of this chat? Yeah. Um, yeah. If I was to say yes, what is the next sentence yeah, out of your yeah, mouth? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, also, it's just like, that's just not actually how it works. Like, you don't just have sex with someone because you're going to prom together. Like, we had been friends for, like, a long time. Right. It wasn't, there weren't any, like, festering feelings. Yeah. And if they were, why would it be? tonight it was just one of those things where it was like no of course not and also why would I tell you that yeah why would I tell you that yeah um but yeah I don't know they were not very like they were never like you shouldn't have sex ever you know Mm -hmm. like it wasn't that kind of a thing but it was also like like your mom had a really complicated relationship a little bit I think I mean I haven't talked to her about it recently she'd probably be mad at me for talking about it like um she almost walked in on me one time. I just remembered that, like the How weekend. Old are you? It was the weekend of my sister's wedding. This was like two weeks before the skinny dipping thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was like at my sister's wedding. Like they they had rented this house in the in the town where they got married, and um, uh, she was like, "You and your boyfriend can have a room in the house," and I was like, "That's great." And we hadn't seen each other in weeks, and mm-hmm. so we like left the party early to go have sex, basically. <laughs> and um, the door, I guess, didn't actually lock. Oh no! And I thought it did, and it didn't. And um, one of the other guests at the wedding, uh, like, just open the door to come in and use the bathroom and I shouted like hey there's someone in here get out yeah um and he blew right past us used the bathroom and then left he left the door open too and then he left and I was like oh my god so this door doesn't lock like (laughs) let's put a chair in front of it or something but then he left the room and went and told everyone hey someone's having sex in there this guy sounds like the best uh yeah I I hope this is your (laughs) brother-in-law no 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 uh but it is someone that I am still friends with, miraculously, despite <laughs> him being a complete idiot. Like, he went up to my parents and was like, someone's having sex in that room. Like, he didn't know that it was me, <laughs> and that was the room that I was sleeping in that night. Yeah. And so my mom came and, like, banged on the door and was like, hello? Who's in there? And I was like, mom, <laughs> it's me. And she goes, oh, okay, you're fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. That's fine. Uh, and then she left. And then I guess he still didn't understand that it was me because in the morning 
we were all standing around like cleaning up the house and he says like to my dad like it's so crazy that those people were having sex in that room last night <laughs> like and it was like everyone's face just like went white and we just didn't talk about it um <laughs> but yeah i think i think my mom is still pretty uncomfortable with me like she knows that it is ha- that it happens mm-hmm. not that often but <laughs> she knows that it happens but uh, yeah, I, I think she would prefer never to talk about it. Yeah. Does yeah. she talk? Does she does she talk to you about like your relationships and like your? I think she would like to. Mm. Um, I don't date very much, so I don't like. I only ever really bring her in if something is getting serious with someone, which mm-hmm. just happens so rarely. And occasionally, my siblings will just be shits and just like tell them that I'm dating someone before I want them to know. Yeah, and then they talk to me about it um but she always wants to know everything but it's i don't like telling her too much just because she gets really invested in it you know mm-hmm. like and she means very well and she's like one of the nicest people in the world but if i break up with someone she'll be like oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> you know like treat me like i just lost someone you yeah. know like it's like someone just died and it just like if it's something that i'm not actually that upset about it makes me upset you know mm. what i mean where it's kind of like because she's telling you that you should be upset because she's treating like... it with severity right. so it feels more severe yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean yeah. i don't know Do like you when ta- it when a toddler falls over and uh and you're a like, mom oh god oh god yeah yeah. yeah yeah she's like you know she's very worried about me and like yeah does I, your dad what's your dad's uh, deal with that stuff like does he ever does he ever want to know I mean I think he likes to hear about it and he always likes to meet dudes that I'm dating but um, but yeah he's not like neither of them pry like mm-hmm. I don't want to make it sound like my mom pries because she doesn't she just I just know <laughs> I can just like feel her wanting to know you know yeah. what I mean but at this point she just doesn't ask me because she knows that I'm almost never dating someone why? Uh, why are you never dating? You're you're a stand up, and you're. I, must, I assume you travel. I travel a lot. I mean, <laughs> part like, of it is that like I spend all my time doing stand up, and mm. I don't want to date other comedians. So mm. that eliminates those are the people that you're. Those are the people out with that I meet. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, and then I, you know, I would do online dating for a while, but it's really hard to meet someone who can keep up with you mm-hmm. if they're not also a comedian. So yeah. it's kind of like, I'm in sort of like a tough position where I also just don't like it. Like I really don't like <laughs> dating and I, my sort of like subconscious life philosophy has always been to just pursue the things that make me happy and like give up very easily on the things that don't. And so I just like don't do it like <laughs> because great. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those things where like, yeah, why would I invest any time in this mm-hmm. if it's not like if it's not paying off? Everything else I'm doing is paying off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, it is it, it is kind of like a weird thing where like I, de- I mean, I talk about this on stage a lot. Uh, which is just that, like, I definitely feel intense pressure from the outside to be, like, dating and thinking mm-hmm. about dating and, like, mm-hmm. focusing on it. But it's just not something that I've that has ever come that naturally to me. Like, I, I have to, like, I really like having cr- big crushes on people, and I very rarely know how to, like, turn that into something without, like, a lot of weird middle school stuff happening <laughs> around it. You know what I mean? And then, and I just like, haven't had a crush on anyone in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's such a, uh, 
that's such a gift. I'm, je- I'm jealous <laughs> that, you're, that you're so in touch with uh, what makes you happy and what you need in that way. I mean, I, I t- fully <clears throat> recognize that I am an anomaly. And I also think it's just like it takes practice to enjoy being alone. And I just have so much of it. You know what I mean? Like, I have way more practice being happy alone than I do being happy in a relationship. Mm. That I would be interested to see what it would be like. Because I, I don't think, I haven't been in a long-term relationship in, like, four or five years. And so I'd be interested to see what it would be like now because I'm a completely different person yeah. than I used to be. Um, like, I didn't have a career the last time that I was in a serious relationship. So it's like, God, has my life changed so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, it's like a weird... It's one. It's just one of the. I don't know. Are you generally like single more often than you are, or like have you been in relationships mostly? Um, I've been in. I've been in relationships mostly. I feel. I feel. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm. I'm your your polar opposite. But then, most people in that way. are. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I think of it also like the same, in that I have more practice uh, being happy in a relationship. Yeah. Um, but then when I so then when I'm not in a relationship, I'm like I don't know how to. Do you be, you know. scramble a little bit. Yeah, I have like I do, yeah. a lot of my friends, and like, I don't like that about myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to get married, so hopefully I so won't hopefully ever you won't have to like, deal with that again. Yeah. Yeah, but I also like I I do I don't know if I feel like kind of regret over not really allowing myself to actually be alone because in the times that I've been single. I've definitely like filled that space with a lot of needless like drama, bad stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, like just no, yeah, no stuff. The stuff that really didn't help me, except mm-hmm. in a relationship way. I feel very accomplished relationship wise, but like career wise, like I've definitely let it get in the way of a million other things and like other things that make me happy. Relationships get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's interesting, like. I definitely, like, when me and my, like, serious boyfriend broke up, it was, like, we were both kind of pursuing comedy when Mm. that happened. And part of why, part of at least, like, the excuse that he used to kind of break up with me was I think he felt that, like, I was getting in the way of what he was trying to do professionally, which was totally insane because I was not at all. I was doing the same thing as he was, and I was not demanding any of his time. But he just wanted out. And if you want out, it doesn't really matter why. You know what I mean? Like, I don't don't begrudge him having a bad reason. It's not like, aha, (laughs) I tricked you. It's a bad reason. Now you have to stay with me. (laughs) Like, I don't, you know, I don't believe in that either. But, um, But it was interesting that, like, when we broke up, I wasn't thinking like I need to be devoting myself more to my career, but that's what happened when we broke up. Is mm-hmm. like we broke up. I got out of this other like sort of creative situation I was in too that was kind of bad for me, and then I had all this free time, and I just really poured myself into my career, and it just started paying off really big right away. And I was like, oh, okay, I got the thing that you wanted. Yeah, yeah. right. You know. Because we, because you left me, and then yeah. he got into another serious relationship really quickly, <laughs> and I was like, "So you got the thing that I wanted, and I got the thing that you wanted, oh, and great. I didn't know I wanted it so badly, and I'm really happy that I got it." But yeah, yeah, but it is like I don't know what my life would be like if we hadn't broken up. Like I'm very yeah. grateful that we broke up when we did. Like it was, it was like kind of the perfect situation <laughs> in a lot of ways. But yeah, yeah, oh, it's great. Know. Well, in that. That uh, that that jealousy is really hard to deal with, and like obviously, you like oh, you yeah. wouldn't have been able to flourish in the way that you did in that 
situation, even if he wasn't like consciously trying to keep you down or anything. Oh, but obviously yeah. he had, he was feeling or I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I, I mean, this... there were definitely like weird career things that were sort of getting. I mean, like I think he wanted out for a lot of reasons, but mm-hmm. I did, I didn't help that it was starting to go well for me. Mm-hmm. Like we would sometimes do shows together, and if I had a good set, he would say stuff like, "Oh, they really seem to like it." Like people really seem <laughs> to like it, which is just one of the shittiest things you can say to someone. Yeah. Like. They really seem to like it. Fuck like you. like their poodles like, or something. The subtext is I have no idea why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. yeah it was it was very fr- I'm for a while it was very satisfying to me that stuff continued to go well after we broke up and then it got to a point where I was like, I don't need to mm-hmm. I don't need to indulge in this feeling anymore. Like it's not yeah. it's not fair anymore. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can just be happy and have that be it you know yeah yeah absolutely but it is definitely like i i definitely wonder if my career has set me on a path toward isolation you know what i mean (laughs) because it's to the point where like i don't feel comfortable like online dating anymore Mm -hmm. just because like i'm not even famous but people have recognized me on there and then like sent my online dating username to other people that i know like Without telling me. Yeah. Yeah. Like not knowing. I mean, like, thankfully, those people were my friends and they told me about it. But that person didn't know about it. It's strange. It's really weird. What what is what is that person benefit from that? What is the I don't understand what the thinking is behind it. But basically, I got an email from another female comedian saying that she had gotten a message on online dating from someone like she copied and pasted the message where they were just like, what's the deal with female comedians on on this website? Like, I wouldn't think you'd need it. I've also found Emily Heller on here. Here's her username. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm quitting this website forever. Yeah. Because fuck you. Like, yeah. that's the that's like one of the shittiest things you can do. Like, yeah, no one, I'm not I don't have like crazy <laughs> shame about being on there because I'm like anyone who's on there and sees me is also on there. Mm-hmm. But if you start sharing it with other people. Then it's like people can see it who aren't on there, and that's yeah. not fair, and that's really weird. Anyway, so it's, re- it's really strange what people do when they just want to interact with somebody, and all they know to, what to do is just like throw throw yeah. a, a basketball in your swimming pool and be like, D- "What? It? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, no, this doesn't. I don't want you." Oh, it's <laughs> very it? weird. Yeah, okay. I've gotten. Yeah, it's. It's a bummer because I'm like, I get, I, you know, I don't really know how to do this either, but I at least have a little bit of shame about like just saying whatever to someone, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I get really freaked out by that stuff now and which is too bad because for a while I did, you know, meet a lot of people online and for someone like me who I just like, I can't just like meet someone and be like, oh, I guess we're going to date now. Like I can't <laughs> do that. I can never recognize when someone likes me. I can never communicate that I like them. Like I just don't have those genes. You know what I mean? Um, so like online dating is really good for me because it was like a completely unambiguous situation. Mm-hmm. You know, you know why people are there. And yeah, it's very you know clear why, people why you're are there. reaching out to them. And w- it's very clear when we hang out that it's a date. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I hate. I've gone on so many almost dates with people that I had crushes on, and then it just like is nothing, and it just makes me totally bonkers. Yeah, and it makes me just like swear it off again for a while. <laughs> and I don't know, like I was talking to someone recently who like I was talking about just not knowing how to do that, and she was just like, oh, "I just know how to do that." And I was like, "How? <laughs> tell me, tell me what it is." And her advice was, uh, she was just like, 
you know, you just have to sort of like communicate to people that you do sex. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how to. Ca- I've literally had people come up to me and say, "You don't seem like you fuck." What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I mentioned someone that I was having sex with to a friend of mine, and he said, really? You don't seem like you fuck. Which is crazy, because everyone fucks. Like, that's not a thing that some people... I mean, I guess if you're asexual, but, like... Right. I, I, I... I wouldn't assume that about anyone. <laughs> yeah. I also know that this guy is living in a world where some people seem like they fuck and then other yeah, people seem like, like they don't. They don't she, fuck. she seems like she fucks. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't fuck for like, sure. I was like, you knew my boyfriend. You know that I fuck. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> and it also makes it sound like skiing. I think part of you it was ski? just that, like, yeah. Oh, like I yeah. didn't, I didn't know you knew how to. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. You have the uh, equipment. Or, you like, play you guitar. That? Yeah, it's yeah. not like playing guitar. Like yeah. everyone can fuck. Yeah, that's funny. Is the reason why you say that you don't want to date comedians because of that last relationship? Um, no, because that could have been like so much worse. Mm-hmm. But it did, it did sort of start to sour me on it. It's just one of those things where, like, I mean, I guess I'm at a point now where things have changed, but. For a long time, I really felt like um, I could, I just felt like I could see people judging other women who dated within the community, mm. and I knew that like it's a way to burn bridges and it's a yeah. way to not be taken seriously. And I just didn't. Well, that's want, a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer, and it's a huge double standard. And yeah. I, you know, yeah. um, but I just didn't. I really. Well, first of all, I don't handle, like, drama and confrontation well. If I want someone out of my life, I want them out of my life. And you don't get to kick anyone in comedy out of your life for good. They're going right. to be around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't like that sort of, like, feeling of lack of control. Like, just even the thought that, like, an ex-boyfriend who I never want to see again, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to see on a weekly basis. Like, mm-hmm. that just terrifies me. Yeah. Um, but also, I just didn't want anyone to think that that's why I was in it. I didn't want anyone to think that that's why I was here. Do you think some here. people think that about I definitely who... think some people think that, you know. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um and I do think that there are some women who are in it for that, you know? Just to, like, just to date or just, like, as a social like, scene? Yeah, or like... like, as a social scene to make friends, to, right. like, meet boys, to, right, like, right. you know. And I don't have any problem with people doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I did start it for that reason. Like, I did start doing comedy to impress a boy. But now that it's my career, I don't know. I just didn't want any... I just didn't want to risk people mm-hmm. wondering why I got booked on something, you know? And, yeah. like... Even though those would be completely unfair judgments, I don't know. It just it just sort of felt like an easy rule to make for myself because it was also like it wasn't like there was anyone I was dying to date. You know, I think if there right. was, I would have definitely bent the rules. Like whatever your rules are for yourself, if you meet someone awesome, it doesn't fucking matter. Like yeah. if you like someone a lot, you'll just say fuck it and go for it. But that hasn't happened (laughs) you know what I mean and I Mm -hmm. and I and I feel like that now and now that I'm like established and people know that I'm serious and have integrity and you know you know I'm not everyone knows that I'm not here to fuck people (laughs) now I feel like people think that you don't even fuck yeah most people apparently (laughs) Um, but now that I now that I feel more established in my career I don't feel like it's as big of a risk but it does still feel like the the ever presence does still freak me out about mm-hmm. it, you know. Like, um, yeah, I I just don't like. I don't know. 
But yeah, again, it's also, it's just like, I just haven't met anyone who's like really like knocked my socks off. Yeah. Too. Um, but it's also hard when I just sort of like, I kind of, I feel like I kind of project that I'm not interested in it, which mm. is, but that's I don't know. Good. It protects your. I mean, it, it, yeah, it does. It is, I sometimes feel, you know, it's definitely like a big question for me, like whether I'm doing the right thing by being so off putting all the time, <laughs> you know? Um, Just last night, I went to a friend's uh, stand up show that she was hosting, and another friend was there. Like, my plans had changed, and she was like, oh, you should join me at this thing. I was like, okay, um, can you just scan the room for ex-boyfriends? I'll go if there are no yeah. ex-boyfriends there. Because I'd have, like, they're, they're definitely, like, 2000, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, from, like, 2008, 2009, like, definitely made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. I definitely never... I mean, comedians are really cute and funny. Like, it <laughs> yeah, makes like, a lot of sense to try and, and like... Yeah, yeah. It um, seems really fun, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's a uh, it's a it's a bummer now. I do yeah. kind of wish. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know if I if I could take it back. If I would, but I I I, I envy you that like you know I'll go and do a show and then like someone else will be on the show that I have like a weird thing with and then it's yeah. you know it's fine but it's also like. The, I don't I don't know if it's just like men in comedy, but I feel like or men in comedy uh-huh. that there's this like overcompensation for like, hey, things are cool. Like even yeah. just like years later, where I'm like, are please like well, we have to interact this. with people much more than any normal person would because yeah. it's like fucking a coworker. It really is yeah, like yeah, it's a coworker yeah. who you have no idea when your shifts are gonna line up or how long you're gonna be working for or who's <laughs> or gonna who's, be who's, boss. who's gonna be the boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like who's and the boss the will change. Mm-hmm. Like one mm-hmm. of you will be the boss one day and then the next day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The other thing too that I think freaked me out even more than like having a male enemy is that like. I don't know people's history with other comics, and I'm like, I wouldn't want a female comedian to hate me just because I was dating someone, and I would for sure hate someone who was dating my ex. Like, I totally, <laughs> I think that's a completely justified feeling, but I just didn't want to make enemies of anyone. Yeah, you know, if I could mm. avoid it, I'd rather my enemies be earned on something other than <laughs> sex. Yeah, <laughs> on yeah. just me hating them. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, like it's it's been so many years since that like rumspringa that I like. As far as like relationships, feels over. Yeah, it feels over. But then, like speaking to like the like women, uh, other women, and like women who have dated exes or like I dated their exes. It's funny. Like now, those post relationships after my relationships are over. So now there's like this like Eskimo sister bond. Oh, this yeah. like overly like hey <laughs> because <laughs> we both know what that dick looks yeah. like. Yeah, but like and also had the shared experience of like oh there was a time when we were very like jealous and weird with each other yeah um yeah that that that's my least favorite dynamic (laughs) you know what i mean like i mean like i it's great that you're past it and you're in that like golden zone but like that moment of like hating other women just for yeah no just for wanting things you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. i fucking hate that about myself though i feel that and i think that's part of why i've like avoided i'm like i always hating other women for wanting things for like dating people that you've dated dated for wanting the same things that you want which is just like to be loved by someone who is exciting you know Mm -hmm. and it's just like there's no fucking reason to hate someone but you do because it's just like it makes you feel awful that they get something you know and I don't like that. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like it's one of the worst 
most petty things that I feel that I can't avoid feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and also the feeling of, like, when someone dates an ex, the, like, you know, I used I used that blender. I thought it was a good blender, too. But, like, just you watch. Like, try, yeah. to, try to put celery in it, and it's going to cheat on you. <laughs> like, it's, be careful. Yeah. Oh, God. I get I have that complex, too, of, like, I always want to warn people. And not just about, like, people I've dated, but just, like, about people I don't like in really? general. And it's just, like, I, I have such a hard time biting my tongue. And I'm, like, I just need to wait. They'll figure it out. Yeah. You know? Like, Where do you think that comes from? That's such a, like, specific... I don't know. I mean, it comes from, like, I think because when you don't like someone, it makes you feel like a shitty person. Mm. And if someone else dislikes them, too, for the same reason, you feel less crazy. You feel validated. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I will feel sort of, like, overeager for them to also not like the person yeah, so that I feel like we're on the same team, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think part of it, too, is that, like, a lot of times if I don't like someone, it's because I don't trust them and they seem, you know, like, unsafe to me. Mm. And so then when my friends get around them, I'm like, stay away! You know, like, I get <laughs> genuinely worried. But mm. uh, it's totally unjustified. Like, people are adults and they can handle themselves and, like, they can, maybe they will make sense as friends or as lovers or whatever. Right. But, and there's so many reasons why we dislike people. Yeah, and a lot of them are real stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And I totally acknowledge that. But, yeah. um, But, yeah, I I, I don't know. So I think that's also a big part of why I'm just like, I I just kind of don't want, I didn't want, like, all that drama and this thing that was, in general, like, the best thing that has happened to me, which is comedy, you know? But, But now I'm at a point where I'm like, I feel like, ready and capable to actually like deal with whatever would come from that but mm-hmm. it feels a little too late too you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean like I I want to say that like I um yeah like I I admire you it's, it sounds like you you are really good at protecting yourself you're very conscious of like yeah to protecting a fault yourself. <laughs> to a fault for sure yeah. um but yeah that is Kind of how I've always been. I think I had like I had like a very unhealthy relationship in high school that mm. really scarred me. And then when I got out of it, I was like this completely different person who, um, yeah, just like protecting myself became the main thing. And I still got my heart broken and stuff. And you know, I've I've been you know I've had those experiences like I've been in love I've had my heart broken I've like pursued things I've been rejected I've it's not like I haven't tried you Mm -hmm. know to be one of those people who takes risks and you know gets into trouble but at a certain point I was just like I'm just too exhausted for this you know (laughs) like it just the math just didn't add up it just didn't make sense for me and I don't have I think I just don't have that like thing that some people have inside of them that just sort of like pushes you toward it Hmm. You know, yeah, maybe I have yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, most people I know uh, get into way more relationships than I do. But I've met a couple people too who are also like, uh, like I, I, my friend Jim and I were talking about this recently, like with someone that I was just like, oh yeah, we were just both like single by choice. Like I enjoy it. I'm actively trying to stay single. Like if something, if I get into a romantic situation that seems like trouble I'm gone like right away (laughs) like it's just not worth it for me like Mm -hmm. I just really enjoy my life right now but I wonder if that'll change like I'm I'm pretty young right now and I think that 
it's going to be enjoyable for a while, but it might, you know, there's a couple old ladies in my building who are like 80 or 90 and they live alone. And I'm like, I don't think I want that. I don't know what I want. I guess I should just like. But they're such accomplished comedians. <laughs> You're talking about like Joan Rivers. And... <laughs> oh, my God. If only. That would be amazing. I, I definitely think I would rather. I might I might try and Golden Girls it later mm. on just so that I'm not yeah, in get that a situation. career together. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple people in mind. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. I would be I would be down for that. I do think that there will be a time in my life. I mean, I, I hope I hope my fiance lives forever. But yeah, if he I'm sure he will. Didn't yeah, <laughs> like I, I would be totally fine like collecting a group of women together to just like move into a house and yeah yeah I'd be down with that. I think it's like it's back to like the having sex and like being seen a certain way. It's shitty. Like I do think that um, yeah. Don't you think that we should just fight against that? Maybe not by practice if you don't want yeah. to but like the whole I don't know like she's just in it for this or I know, whatever yeah. like, like I feel just bad even saying it. that yeah no, but, I know, but I know what you're talking about like that's a real that's that's a real uh, sentiment that people yeah. express idiots I, like, express but yeah yeah but I'm just yeah at this uh, I mean because because of all that because because I have slept with other comedians because I have dated other comedians because I'm dating a comedy person mm-hmm. like all of it like it's it's a certain point you just have to say or I've just had to say like fuck it like if there's yeah someone has a problem with it it's their own that's their own thing problem. yeah and I think and I think I'm funny enough that it rises above that me I don't know like yeah maybe if I was prettier people <laughs> would be like oh she's just yeah <laughs> it definitely helps to be ugly for people to take you seriously I will yeah. say that yeah and I definitely think like you know fuck it if you want to fuck people that's great like have fun with it um, and I think if you have integrity people will recognize that right. regardless of like whatever rumors follow you but it's just like such a sh- like in some ways it's just such a shitty shit talky community that's mm-hmm. like rumors do follow you and they precede you that's the real problem is when they precede you <sighs> yeah um but yeah, yeah i do think that like i think the best thing that did you hear all the slut rumors about me uh, no as you're, as you're walking i, had, I hadn't heard no, any <laughs> <laughs> um and I'm honestly always surprised when I find out who actually has been sleeping with a lot of other comedians. It's never who I think it is. Mm. Um, but uh, but it is like, yeah, I do think that needs to change. And it's, you know, there's a lot of things making it harder to be taken seriously as a woman in this industry. And I think mm. kind of the best thing we can all do is to just sort of like be undeniable at mm. what we're doing and yeah. and then just like help other women once we get up there. Yeah. That's sort of like the best we can do for it, I think. Yeah. Um, but I do think that for men and women, it's a professional risk to mm-hmm. to basically get involved with your coworkers. And it's a risk yeah. that is sometimes totally worth it. Uh, and it's a risk that most people take. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, I just tend to be frivolous over, hookups. Yeah. Like they do follow you. It's not like uh, just making out with a random person in a Nebraska bar. Like it's yeah, it's like it's someone you're going to see again for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hopefully that it's it's you will both be able to get over it, and it won't like ruin it won't ruin your life or anything. <laughs> I think for most people it it doesn't, but it definitely. It definitely can ruin comedy for you for a little while if you 
if yeah. you know if you get hurt by someone and then you have to see them all the time yeah you know or it's like I I sometimes worry about like you know if I dated someone and I broke up with them like would I be an enemy for a while like would people hate me and take his side you know because that mm-hmm. happened to me when I was in high school where I was in this like kind of emotionally abusive relationship mm-hmm. that no one could see was emotionally abusive because it was only on the inside he was like a, a quote-unquote nice guy who right. was just like in what draining way was my that emotionally abusive he was just like make really crazy sort of demands of me and and just sort of expected me to take care of his depression which i wasn't responsible mm. for yeah and, yeah um and you know like expected me not to drink or smoke weed or anything like that and like put all these weird like rules on me about our relationship and it was just to the point where I just felt like completely trapped by this guy who um did really truly did not respect me and um like didn't like me for who I was liked me for who he thought I was when we started dating and then fought tooth and nail to keep me as that person and then when we broke up because all of his friends hated me Like, they really did. And it was one of those things where I was like, I wish you knew what happened. But I didn't even realize what had happened until years later. And, like, it was one of those things where, like, I had completely lost myself in this relationship. And by the time I got out, I was just so happy to be free. And I didn't Mm. even realize, like, how trapped I was until I got out. But then I had to deal with, like... He was more devastated than I was. I was happy we broke up, and he was devastated because he was completely emotionally dependent on me. Yeah. And then all his friends hated me for a while, and they all acted like I had been such a bitch. And, like, it was one of those things where I was just like, ugh, I don't... Yeah. Well, and that, I'm, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense, thinking back to you talking about <laughs> protecting yourself. Like, yeah. Like, if you're in this... Uh, yeah, when I got out of that, I was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't be that person for anyone anymore. That's not... It drained me in, like, a big way. Yeah. Um, which is not to say that, like, I don't believe in being giving in relationships. Like, I totally do. No, totally. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that, that's a, it's a, it's a good, good lesson to learn and a good lesson to learn yeah. early. I think part of it, too, is that, like, I just want to like myself. Like, that's the most important thing. <laughs> that's and, crazy. And sometimes the way that I act in relationships makes me really not like myself. And that's, I think, the thing that deters me the most is, like, if I notice myself, like, my brain just starts working in different ways and ways mm-hmm. that I don't like and ways that are less exciting and less <laughs> appreciative of the world around me and huh. and I'm just like I don't like I just don't like this person that I am right now and I would really love to I would really love to be in a relationship again and see whether that has changed now that I am mm-hmm. um, sort of more secure in everything else in my life but mm-hmm. um, but yeah for a long time it just felt like I just didn't like yeah I just didn't like who I became and I really yeah. like who I am when I'm single yeah I'd also I mean I'm do you think that uh I mean, I think it, it, it would be so much harder for you to develop as a comedian where you're, like, finding your voice and who you are if you're mm-hmm. also, like, who am I in the context of this of this relationship? relationship. How does he see me? What does he want mm-hmm. me to be? What, like, I kind of feel like the ideal mix is, like, going back and forth a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I definitely think I've been sort of, like, deficient in relationships for a while where like who you are in relationships is a valid version of who you are and and it's a it's a totally enlightening thing to be in relationships and to love someone and to be loved and to see how that changes you and I think that like and then when you become single again you like kind of check in with your single self again and it's like you know knowing yourself in any in any capacity is really good for you I think Mm -hmm. and I think it's about being aware and I just 
am much better at doing that when I'm single, I guess. I don't know. It's been a while since I've gotten to practice being in a relationship. <laughs> um, do you, so you don't, yeah, you don't, you don't really date. What kind of, what kind of men are you drawn towards? Oh, God. Well, it's interesting because like the men that I'm drawn towards uh, and the men who are drawn towards me are very different groups of people. Yeah. Well, um, we'll break, break it down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like all kinds of men, to be perfectly honest. I really like, I mean, they have to be smart. They have to be super mm. smart. I have a really hard time uh, spending time with people who aren't. Um, and, you know, they have to just sort of like basically think that women are people. That's like a big one. <laughs> um, and to just sort of like not roll their eyes at feminism. That's like mm-hmm. a big, that eliminates a lot of people to be perfectly honest. Yeah, like yeah. right away, there's a million people who are disqualified from dating me just because of their attitudes toward that. Um, but I mean, physically I like big, tall men with broad shoulders and hairy chests. Um, <laughs> but Gaston uh, Yeah, but I've, I've also like been very surprised at people I find myself attracted to. But mm-hmm. yeah, Gaston like, but not like as not ripped. I don't like right. ripped dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like Me neither. I mm-hmm. like some meat on the bones. Um and some fat on the bones. Yeah. <laughs> not just the meat. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Blood in the veins. Yeah. It's I'm always surprised by who I end up liking. I I, t- I tend to end up getting into uh into situations with like really nice guys, mm. really nice guys who are creative and kind of quiet. Because um, I think guys who are sort of like, a lot of times guys who are sort of like gregarious don't want to be with a woman who's as gregarious as they are. Yeah. And um, and so, yeah, I end up kind of attracting guys who are sort of like shy and uh, like come out of their shells eventually but mm. I'm all, I'm like such an intense person to be around that like I totally get why that happens like <laughs> uh, those people need someone who will draw them out and like mm-hmm. yeah I can be a lot to handle for someone else <laughs> um, yeah I don't know so yeah. if anyone fits that description <laughs> <laughs> um, do you still have your uh, oh speaking of dating profiles um, I just I uh, I just saw a couple of weeks ago that on Match.com, they're they're offering the service for five thousand uh-huh. dollars, where and I I can't remember what it's called, but it's if you go to Match.com or Google. $5, I'm in already, by the way. I'm in. What is it? <laughs> uh, there's a service. There's this outside company that's partnering with Match.com that will you supply them with like a bunch of pictures of um, all the men you've dated or all the women you've dated. <gasps> And they find people that look like your exes, or they try to like scientifically. Can you give them like dick pics too? <laughs> you be like between this size and this size. <laughs> <laughs> they they scientifically deduce what they think you find attractive, like like oh she's really into long noses, so oh. let's find somebody with a longer nose. Interesting. Let's, what do you uh, what do you think about that? I mean. I feel like you would be able to sort of find those people anyway, right? I guess right. it would be like more... But Match.com is more like it you would have more... to do a lot of stuff to get matched up with people. Yeah. Is that the thing? Oh, I don't like know. Not, I haven't, you don't I haven't get to used power. it. I haven't either, but it's... Um, I know, yeah. That's... I, I think I would like that just to sort of like figure out who is attracted to me because like... <laughs> 
My ex-boyfriend, I know for sure, had a thing for, like, Jewish-looking girls. Like, all of the women he dated before me and all the women he dated after me, I was like, oh, okay, I totally see where I fit <laughs> in this thing. And I totally get why you dated me, because he was much better looking than me, too. Um, and so I would love to find guys who have that kind of a thing going on. But uh, <laughs> but I don't know if I would I would need it to sort of because I also think I, I I like to think of myself as a kind of open my as a pretty open minded person in terms of like what I'm attracted to. Totally, like I've dated yeah. all kinds of different, you know yeah. not all kinds, but like, you know, there's been a pretty wide variety <laughs> in there. But Yeah. Me as well that like I was th- I was thinking about that and then I, I there's a certain point when I'm seriously dating anybody where I realize that there's like a certain like eye nose ratio. There's uh. something that like and I I suspect, and I don't know if this is in my head because someone, because I read somewhere once that like we are, um, what we're attracted to is often like an amalgam of like positive memories from your childhood. So it could be anything. Oh, interesting. Like, I have... definitely notice like when I'm attracted to someone and then I realize they just look like someone I used to know. Yeah. 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 And I think I had this crush on my dentist as a <laughs> kid, Dr. Cordes who was Jewish and was just, like, handsome and had, like, very blue eyes, mm-hmm. but, like, had, like, a larger nose. But, like, I find myself, like, larger noses I'm attracted yeah. to. And, like, I... But I... And I always think that I'm dating someone who looks totally different totally from different the last person. But yeah. there's always a point where I'm like, ah, I think this... The distance between your eye and the end of your <laughs> nose is the same as every other... Every other person that I've got, dated. I've got with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I feel like that's probably... That's probably true. Uh, <laughs> I, you do just naturally find those yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. Or they can just tell when you're looking at them that, like, your eyes glaze over in a certain way because you can't help it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. not necessarily that you find them, but that, like, your attraction is palpable when you mm-hmm. do. Yeah. It's it's weird. I've definitely dated people who I didn't feel attracted to right away mm-hmm. and then it sort of developed but mm-hmm. not that often I guess yeah yeah you kind of know and I will say that like when I when I date someone it's like things reveal themselves to me about them that I find attractive that I didn't see right away too mm-hmm. where I'm like oh my god I didn't know that I loved this thing you yeah. know I feel like it can go either way depending yeah. on how the relationship oh, is totally. going like, yeah can... if something starts going south I'm like I fucking hate your nostrils so much <laughs> I never flare them <laughs> um, I, I went out with this man who like what I when I first started going out with him like he was so handsome and I was like this is the best looking guy I've ever been out with that he was so yeah. confident and then when things started getting like shitty between us, I said, and this is going to sound so mean, but it's like I couldn't stop noticing that he had hips. Like all of a sudden, like <laughs> I was like, he's because he was like in good shape, but he had like these like female hips, and I was like, you fucking yeah, woman. like I just like for yeah, no reason it's not just that, hating like, someone you else's have a body. Problem with the hips? It's that like how dare you be this confident and mean to me while also yeah. having that? <laughs> yes, it's like just, you like, find their flaws to feel better about like how yeah yeah. But it's so strange the way that our brains work, where like you someone can look totally totally just different. totally different, totally yeah. transform. They're like like with my fiance, like when I first met him. He wouldn't look me in the eye. He was just staring at the ground. He was doing my show at the UCB and like I like I wasn't I wasn't unattracted to him, but I was just like 
couldn't even see if him. If someone can't look you in the face, it's really hard to be attracted to them. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Totally like, fair. oh, this person isn't recognizing me as yeah. a human being. But um, yeah, we became friends and then started dating. But like all the like it's it's good. It's still it's still going strong. But like I all the time will be like, oh, these I love your little ears. Or yeah. like, what if I or even even like gross stuff about him. I'm like, ah, look, yeah. like this you know this hair, hair that I get to pluck yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, I won't Weirdly do that into those oh my I god I won't le- I won't not do it <laughs> if I find a like a, a stray I'm like you gotta let me pluck that <laughs> you really just have to <laughs> yeah I, yeah I can't do yeah sometimes yeah sometimes that happens that I don't I don't want to shame him and then I also don't want to hurt him because it hurts when you get a hair plucked and you're not doing it yourself yeah well it hurts when you do it yourself too yeah yeah but Come on. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. When there, yeah, certain people, I look back and I just like, uh, I've had some, I've had some like very uh, regretful conversations with people over like how, um, how much I dislike exes at inopportune times. I have a really bad habit. Oh, of I have such doing a big that. mouth. I'm like so bad about it. <laughs> uh, luckily, I don't, I don't think I'm on like terrible terms with really any of my exes necessarily like i'm like friendly with my like long-term serious boyfriend Mm -hmm. um but i do sort of like i worry more about the shit i talk about other people (laughs) um have you ever gotten in trouble for stuff you've said on this podcast um i no am i going to get in trouble for things (laughs) i'm saying on this podcast? that's my real question (laughs) no i mean like i've uh, yeah, I've been, I've had a policy, <laughs> I'm saying this and I'm imagining like the listener at home being like, mm-hmm, you've had a policy, because like, <laughs> sometimes it can be a little loose-lipped, but um, I, I, I really try to, I don't want to smear anybody, I don't want anybody to feel, like, I don't want anyone to get shamed by anybody else, or I don't ever say anyone's names, I don't mention everything yeah. but everything that i do say i make sure is really honest i also yeah. like i talk more shit about myself than i do other people so i think like i don't know if that like karmically i don't know I, 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 don't I don't think that's going to ease anyone's feelings <laughs> i i don't know no one's gotten i haven't said anything like yeah yeah I'm i've had two like, ex-boyfriends on the podcast really mm-hmm. are they chill about that yeah, yeah well one like uh yeah i have a there's an episode uh with a with an ex boyfriend named Steve Green, where like we hadn't talked in years. This is funny talking about past episodes <laughs> on the podcast. Um, and then another the guy that I based the uh, that inspired the podcast. Like I went oh. through this horrible breakup. Like he that was interesting because like he came on the show. This was a live episode um, for you guys uh, keeping track. Um, and he he was really he didn't do anything wrong. Really, like he broke up with me. And it made me feel bad, but like he didn't, he didn't do anything wrong, but he yeah. was very nervous coming into it, thinking that like people were going to hate him or that he was a bad um. person. So I was really, I was really glad that I had him on. I was kind of hesitant about it, but I'm glad I did it just to have that conversation with him where like he had been carrying all this guilt for just breaking up with me. Like it oh, wasn't God. even, which he... I'm glad we got to talk about it. I got to relieve him of that. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I've never gotten in any 
trouble. My little brother listens to the podcast, and uh, I've never gotten in trouble from with him. But you're just kind of like, oh, yeah. I want you to know all that. I hate it when, I mean, shout out to my brother, Michael. Like, sometimes he'll tweet at me, like, oh, an episode, what? And I'm like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> I say so much yeah. stuff. Yeah. I have, no like, I... My problem is I don't have shame or embarrassment about hardly <laughs> anything, but I keep forgetting that the people in these stories do. Mm. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, I don't think that there's, I don't think you have anything to be ashamed of in that story. And they're like, well, actually, I do. And I, right. I try not to name people by name, but they still know that I'm talking. Like but they, they have know. a problem with that. I don't I know. I think that's a little silly. I think I, think th- I agree. Yeah, <laughs> but I also, you know, everyone's feelings are valid, but. Um, I do wonder sometimes, like, this is the second time I've ever talked about my high school boyfriend, um, and I hope he's never heard it, because I don't think he would take it well at all to hear the way that I talked about a relationship, because it's not like I ever confronted him about it. Like, mm. we left things on friendly terms, and we've spoken throughout the years, and I didn't feel like, I don't feel like he needs to atone to me for anything. I think he didn't realize what he was doing. Right. Um, but I think that if he knew that if he knew how I felt about things, he would be pretty devastated. Mm. But I'm also like, that's not my fucking responsibility. I'm, you know, no, it's not. Well, you're talking about your own. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a hard it's it's a hard thing to. It's a really hard thing because it's like I do want to be honest to my experience, but most people don't go through their life assuming that the people that they interact with are going to talk about it publicly, yeah. like in front of a lot of people. Like, yeah, I guess like I feel. The way I feel about it, because I do talk about my own experiences a lot, and obviously those involve other people, like, I I feel like if you – I can feel when I'm not approaching something with integrity and humility. Like, you could just feel yeah. it in your gut. Like, if the butt of the joke is somebody who's not on stage to defend themselves or is not, like – yeah. doesn't get to have a voice like I know and that feels bad like the, the... I don't see I usually don't know till after <laughs> oh really <laughs> and then I'm like oh fuck <laughs> I'm also like you know what like even if they made they were wrong in the story and they they were the re- like you were the one who was hurt and they were the one who wronged you like mm-hmm. it's not like I've never wronged anyone you know and if yeah, they, yeah. and if they talked about it a lot I would probably be fucked up about it you know what I mean like I don't know in what direction I would be fucked up about it but uh, but I do think that it's like sometimes you're just like I've had people bring up mistakes that I made that I had forgotten about and Mm. then I just like not been able to stop thinking about it really like on stage or no no nothing like that Um, but just like you know in general like Mm. I had a friend of mine like actually this guy that I was kind of dating who I knew through mutual friends he was like, oh, yeah, so-and-so told me this story about this thing you said to her, and it was something really mean. Like, I yeah. had been – I didn't even realize how mean I was being. She got really upset, and I apologized in the moment. But the fact that she had told the story was, mm. like, a new element to me that, yeah, like, yeah. that that was a story – that was the story that she told about me. And that I was just, like – it ruined my week, like, <laughs> that, you know, and – I don't have a right to be I'm like there's no one to be mad at in that story aside from myself but it was one of those things where I was like oh that was like a very old wound that like I inflicted but it still like you know hurt me too that I did that and that I'm that person you know Uh, it's one of the worst things in the world just having to I was thinking about this recently like we all 
we all like to think that we're good people. We mm -hmm. all think that, like, well, I mean well, so, like, I am well. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I never mean, like, in that situation, like, you didn't, you didn't mean to, like, hurt her, but what you did say was mean, and just having to, like, accept, like, oh, that was, that is something that I said. Yeah. I, yeah, I had one of the, like, uh, I had a very similar situation with, like, I had, I didn't even realize that I had done it. Luckily, I found out, like, two days later that I had really upset my friend, my best friend, <laughs> and said, like, oh, she God. she dyed her hair, and uh, it was her birthday. <laughs> she, oh, she God, had... the story already. <laughs> <laughs> she had, she had, she had, uh, she went from having, she, she was, like, naturally, like, really beautiful auburn hair and she's a really beautiful person and like on her birth she had been talking about maybe going blonde and i had said and like fuck me for having this opinion uh -huh. but like i had said many times before like no you really shouldn't because you have such beautiful natural hair and like it's gonna be such like yeah. a like a the hard thing to keep up with like trust me yeah <laughs> no place to say this uh -huh. at all like no, like such a dumb, controlling, weird way. But she, like, her, it was her birthday. We were all drinking, and she had she had gone blonde, and mm -hmm. it looked it, it looked fine, and it's still blonde, and it looks amazing. But like mm -hmm. she, but like I, I that night was just I don't even remember saying this, but I was like I hate it, <laughs> <laughs> straight up, like which is never <laughs> the right thing to say. No, I was like I just really hate it, which like, is. <laughs> Awful, and what I hated was the change, which is why you should sometimes never listen to your friends when you're like presenting like a life a new, change, yeah. yeah, because your friends want they have you a to really hard same. time with it, yeah, yeah, and like I never thought that I would do that to her, that I would be that person, but I straight up said I hated it. And then, like, a few minutes later, she's like, I'm going to go home. And I thought she was in a fight with somebody else. I was like, oh, I don't know why she's so upset. But it was me. Like, she left oh, her own God. birthday because I was like, I hate your hair. Uh, it was awful. And But luckily, she's, like, she's kind enough to, um, that she, like, she told me. Like, we had yeah. brunch a couple days later. She's like, I, like, in the middle, she's like, can we, I got to talk to you about this oh, thing that you God. said. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's a little different because I didn't hear. I heard, heard straight from her, but. I mean, but I said I, that, I, and I, I was from, mean. In that I heard moment. from my friend at, in the moment that that, like, that it hurt her feelings, and I had to apologize that night. Um, oh, but then I just continued. But like, then it was, it was just like, like the... it was still. I don't know if she was still mad about it, but I, I definitely think it was. It was still like her impression of me, you know. Yeah. Like it wasn't like we weren't super close. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh God. It's not awful. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. I don't want other people to feel like that about stories I'm telling about them. The thing that makes me spiral more is like sometimes people will, sometimes people who are not affected by the story will be like, do you think it's okay that you're talking about that on stage? And I'm uh, like, ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that you think it's wrong, but you're not the person who I'm talking about. And like, yeah. it's just like that makes you spiral more because it's not like the person confronting you and then you know, oh, okay, this is wrong. I'll stop doing it. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. I mean, there's such a big difference between using people and exploiting people so you can get an, a laugh from the audience. And then and t and just there's a difference between that and talking about our interactions with other humans and like our emotional yeah. experiences and like what we've learned and like shitty things we've done like for like I, I think that's I mean, that's obviously why like comedy is powerful, because there's somebody that's like. Talk like saying what you can't say in a better way than you would say it, right? So yeah. like, these things are important and fine. I mean, I would never want to like 
yeah, I've yeah, I've said I feel I feel like the other characters in my stories that are like the men I've dated or whatever, like I feel like they're supporting characters in an opera about how I'm a shitty person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I feel okay about it. I right after I after me and my boyfriend broke up, I wrote a joke about him. Mm-hmm. And I it was kind of a mean joke, but it was also very clearly a joke about a concept that wasn't necessarily I wasn't like trying to humiliate him. It was just right. like I wrote a joke about going to his mime school graduation, which was mostly a joke <laughs> about making fun of mimes in general mm-hmm. and not really a joke about him. And uh did he really go to mime school? He did. <laughs> I mean, and it wasn't like it was more like a fucking like a movement class than a, right. like a mi- true mime school. They weren't like wearing makeup and they were talking. It was like um, it was like a performance school. But mm-hmm. uh, but in the joke, it's a straight up mime school, you know, mm-hmm. and in the joke, my feelings about him are different than my feelings in real life, you know, and. Um, but it was inspired by a thing that actually happened. And when I started telling the joke, I told him. Which I think is the right thing to do is to, like, mm. tell someone if you're going to start, especially yeah. because we were in the same community and, like, everyone knew it was about him. Right, right. Um, and I told him, and, and I was like, I'm going to tell a joke about you. Um, do you want to hear it before I go out on stage? And he was like, no, I'll, I'll hear it when you're on stage and then, like, <laughs> tell you what I think afterward. And I was like, absolutely. Oh. And if you want me to stop telling it, that's totally fine. That's and really nice of you. I think that's what you should do. Yeah, um, no, I, yeah. I think so. If yeah. you want to, if you give a shit about people maintaining a relationship with you oh, like, totally. yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and if you even if you hate someone I think I don't know <laughs> but um, I got off stage and he was like that was great like I totally know that I like I totally get that that's a joke that's not really about me yeah it's a you know because you, you know when you're on stage you're also in, in character as like mm-hmm. a complete you know as a mm-hmm. different person and but it was the kind of thing where like after I started incorporating that joke into my act uh like my family, like people in my family were like, I don't know if it's okay that you're doing that. And I was like, oh no, it literally, like he said yeah, that it's he signed okay. Off on it. yeah. And they were like, I don't know, I wouldn't be okay with it if I were him. <laughs> well, and it was just one of those things where I was like, <laughs> all right, so I guess I should just feel bad for no Yeah, I'm not hurting exactly. the person that you're saying is, I'm hurting. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if there's a way to win. People are going to like what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and because most of my performing is doing like, podcasts or storytelling shows I very rarely am telling like succinct jokes yeah I mean I guess storytelling is more dangerous I feel like because stand-up you you could just kind of avoid talking about people in general (laughs) storytelling well yeah you can't lie about your feelings really in storytelling you can't like (laughs) adjust the mime school joke so it's yeah. yeah, I mean, you can tell the the story dishonestly which but that's not that's not good yeah yeah yeah. You get you you just get less leeway to do that. People will just go after you if they find out that you're lying, or if the person that you're telling the story about is like, that's not how that happened at all. Would you, if you were listening to a podcast like with your ex boyfriend and he was talking about like his experience, and then like at what point would you be uncomfortable? Like, would you? I mean, cool I, I can or... just imagine that he would be like, best sex I ever had. Like, nothing <laughs> has ever compared ever since then. So just, I would be totally fine with it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Honesty is really important. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it would... I, I, I honestly don't know. Because it's like, it would really depend. Like, if he started saying, like, I was a terrible person to be with, like, a nag and a shrew, mm-hmm. I would probably be like... 
I would probably be a little uncomfortable, but also recognize that that was true to an extent at a certain point <laughs> in our relationship. But um, he did a show after, shortly after we broke up where he talked about how um, he talked about his friendship with this guy that we lived with. We lived with a bunch of people when we lived mm. together. And um, in the show, part of the show is just like about their friendship and about how close they are and how much he loves him. And he he says, like, you know, me and my girlfriend live together with I would come home and I would be excited to see my girlfriend, but I would be more excited to see Donnie. Mm. And and then in which was like a very hurtful thing when we were together. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I get it. You're being honest on stage. That's fine. And then he says in the story that I dumped him, which was not true. Uh, like at yeah, all. He yeah. dumped me, but he made it sound made like, it like he was the I, victim and you're the It made it sound like their friendship made me leave him. Uh because it served what he was doing on stage. And I had a really hard time with it. I think mm-hmm. I would be cooler about it now. It's easy to say that. But <laughs> um, but I was pretty pissed off because I yeah. was like, you said you said something so hurtful mm-hmm. about how, like, you didn't care about seeing me when you came home. Like, a thing that, like, even if it's true, like, when you say it, when you said it to me when we were breaking up was, like, devastating to me yeah and you repeated it on stage and then you lied and it's not like it was like you were both serving honesty and dishonesty at the same time and so it was like one of those things where I was like it would be one thing if you were honest all the way through Mm -hmm. but you weren't Mm -hmm. and I don't know I don't know if I was right or wrong in being mad about that especially after what I did which was writing a joke about him and you know I've written subsequent jokes about him too but um yeah, it's 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 really complicated. So I don't know yeah. I don't know how I'd feel at this point if he talked about it. It was so long ago that I would probably believe whatever he said. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have such strong memories of our relationship that like I know it was really wonderful at certain points, you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully he knows that I remember that and hopefully he remembers that. I think he does. Yeah. 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 Like I kept his love letters. That's good. And I still like Well, and the fact that there were love letters. Yeah, which yeah, is very nice. Right. Yeah, and like I still read them sometimes. It's not like nothing was ever so soured with us that they made me angry to look at, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like we just sort of fell out of love, and which I kind of think is ideal. But And you couldn't stand his uh, relationship with your roommate, so you broke <laughs> up with him. Right, yeah. I dumped him because of how close he was <laughs> to our mutual friend. <laughs> um, Story as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> Always my people um, pick up. But yeah, it's, I don't know. That shit's that shit's complicated. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, well, thanks great. for having yeah. me. That's it. That was the show. Uh, you can find Emily Heller on Twitter. She is at Mr. Emily Heller. Um, she has a host, a co-host, a monthly stand-up show at the UCB called Fresh Out, and you can find her through that. And uh, yeah, follow follow her to the end. Um, All right. Thanks, guys. Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So at Geico, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's our turn to share with the Geico Give Back. A 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. 
Because we're committed for the long haul. The 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for more info and eligibility.